0: Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today is the 4th of February of 2024, and we're going to be discussing an article titled Prevalence and Prognosis of Hyperdynamic Left Ventricular Systolic Function in Septic Patients, a systematic review and meta-analysis. This was published last night in the Annals of Intensive Care. As always, this is not medical advice on how to treat your critically ill patients. Read these data for yourself, and a hat tip to the authors. A quick plug for my book that I recently published, The Vasopressor and Inotrope Handbook. I appreciate everybody's support who has purchased a copy. If you're interested in buying one, check the show notes in the links below. I felt compelled. I had no intention whatsoever on recording a podcast this morning, but this article really, really caught my eye. And the reason why I did so is because when I take care of patients who have septic shock, they get their IV fluid resuscitation. And then, you know, if they're still hypotensive, I start them on norepinephrine. One of the things that I tend to do in my critically ill septic patients is to put a cardiac probe on their heart. I want to take a quick look to see if they have any structural issues or quick valvular issues that might be causing their shock or contributing to the patient, just not doing well. One of the reasons why this is important is because there's a pathology called sepsis-induced cardiomyopathy that affects up to 20% of patients with septic shock where their LV function is just diminished. And this has to do with the fact that the patient's hearts are being adversely affected by all the interleukins and cytokines and all that stuff that's in the patient's blood. So they're just not squeezing well enough and there is data to suggest that these patients might benefit from being started either on an inotrope such as dobutamine or using epinephrine to assist their left ventricular function. Now, that being said, there is a certain percentage of patients where once I do the echocardiogram and assess their heart function, for lack of a better term, their heart is just banging away. I mean, their LV function is fantastic. It's, it's too good for that matter. And that is what's called hyperdynamic left ventricular systolic function, per this paper. I was under the impression that if the patient's LV was banging away, for lack of a better term, that these patients' hearts were doing great, that their heart was nothing to worry about, that their heart was just doing fine. But this is where this article begins by framing the context of hyperdynamic left ventricular systolic function in septic patients noting its controversial implications on mortality. So the aim of these authors was to elucidate the prevalence of hyperdynamic LV systolic function in sepsis and its association with mortality. The way that these authors got to that was by performing a systematic review and meta-analysis based on the inclusion criteria of focusing on adult septic patients. Their primary outcomes assessed included the prevalence of hyperdynamic LV systolic function and its association with short-term mortality. They looked at other secondary outcomes, including heart rate, left ventricular diastolic diameter, as well as some echocardiographic ratios. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. These authors ended up analyzing four studies with a total of approximately 3,500 patients. The part that was interesting is that they found that the pooled prevalence of hyperdynamic left ventricular systolic function was 18.2%. Let's just call it 20% for the sake of making it easier for us to remember. So the reason why I want to increase it to 20% is because sepsis-induced cardiomyopathy also takes place in about 20% of patients. So therefore, we have 20% who are hyperdynamic. 20% Twenty percent who have a depressed EF, and so that leaves us with sixty percent approximately that have normal systolic function. Now, the part that's notable is that this condition where the patient's heart is just trucking away, where it's just banging away, it, well, the authors found that this was associated with a higher mortality rate. this is this is crazy to me because I thought that this was this meant that the heart's just doing just fine, but but it's not. So noticing that these patients end up having a higher mortality rate, this means that we should be actually looking for it and potentially even treating it. Now, the purpose of this paper was to basically establish that, yes, it has an 18% or 20% prevalence in our patients who show up with septic shock. And it also means that these patients have a higher mortality rate. So again, it's establishing those things. But the bigger question is, what should we do about it? And the authors go ahead and they postulate some things that we could do to potentially treat these patients. However, there's no, there's no study that has ever been done to actually see if these treatment strategies that they're proposing actually work or not. The two different treatment strategies that the authors postulate include, number one, using ultra-short-acting beta blockers. And there have been studies in the past where they've given septic shock patients Esmolol to see if slowing down the patient's heart rates do end up improving clinical outcomes. And I'll let you look that up on your own and potentially try that on your own in your septic shock patients. But the other methodology is to put patients on vexmedetomidine, also known as Presidex. Again, these are not medical recommendations. This is not medical advice. These are some things that are just postulated by the authors that are not supported by any prospective randomized control trial in this patient population with hyperdynamic left ventricular systolic function. So how's this going to change my practice? Well, moving forward, when I perform my echocardiograms at the bedside to assess these patients, I'm going to pay a little bit more special attention to these patients who have this hyperdynamic left ventricular systolic function to see if, to basically follow them along and, and keep on doing my serial echoes Part of the thought process when somebody has a hyperdynamic left ventricle and sepsis is the fact that they might be under-resuscitated and might need more fluids. But these authors also specified that this is seen in patients after they've been appropriately fluid-resuscitated, which might be a maladaptive, for lack of a better term, type of response to either the patient's endogenous catecholamines or the catecholamines that we are providing our patients. But nonetheless, we have a lot of questions. Takeaway point, 20% of these patients end up not doing as well as the other group of patients who have normal LV function. I guess that's enough for for today to knock out a quick podcast episode before 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.